Hello to you. Welcome to Coin Market Recap on Wednesday, the 30th of November. I'm Connor Sefton with Coin Market Cap's easy to understand look at the top crypto stories. Today, Sam Bankman Fried denies creating a secret backdoor so he could move funds out of FTX. BlockFi reveals that it's owed more than $1 billion by FTX and Alameda Research as bankruptcy proceedings get underway. A crypto billionaire has been killed in a helicopter crash, becoming the third executive from the industry to die in suspicious circumstances this month. Coinbase Wallet says it will no longer support four well-known cryptocurrencies. We'll tell you which ones. Plus, new research reveals American investors aren't as crypto literate as they'd like to think. Give our show a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And you can get in touch with me on Twitter as well. I'm at Connor Sefton. Coin Market Recap. Bitcoin's up 2.7% over the past 24 hours, briefly breaking $17,000 at one point, and Ether's risen by 5.5%, currently trading at $1,273. But our top story now, and Sam Bankman-Fried just won't stop talking. Recordings have emerged of FTX's embattled founder speaking to Tiffany Fong, a YouTuber who lost a substantial amount of her savings when Celsius collapsed. SBF denied allegations that he had created a backdoor that allowed him to secretly move funds out of his exchange. That I can tell you is definitely not true. I don't even know how to code is the honest, embarrassing answer. I certainly wasn't like building some backdoor in the system. I could barely use the system. I'm not, that's not true. I knew this is, I knew this system pretty well from a user interface perspective. Um, but I, uh, I literally never have opened the code for any of FTX. Um, so I certainly didn't build a backdoor in there, and I don't know exactly what they're referring to. In a particularly sweary segment, just to warn you, he said he was ignoring legal advice to stay quiet. The first thing they said after that was, they said, Sam, you have only one thing to tell you. You have to promise that you never, ever, ever say you fucked up again. I told them to go fuck themselves. I don't think they know what they're talking about. I mean, whatever. They, they know what they're talking about in an extremely narrow domain of litigation. They don't understand the broader context of the world. Like, if you're a complete dick about everything, even if it narrowly avoids making moderately embarrassing statements, it's not helping anything. Bankman-Fried also claimed he was coerced into filing for bankruptcy and wished he hadn't done so. I honest to God believe if I hadn't filed for bankruptcy, all users would be whole and withdrawals would be on on FTX right now. And not just US, international as well. And uh, I might still get there. We'll see. I don't know. It might happen. It might not. Elsewhere, the one-time billionaire claimed $4 billion of liquidity became available just eight minutes after his doomed company filed for bankruptcy. The 30-year-old also warned FTX's international customers may get a raw deal when compared with those based in America. They're left to their own prices. Eventually, US will get a penny on the penny, a dollar on the dollar, once they get around to admitting that. And international get, I don't know, 20, 25 cents on the dollar. So I don't know exactly what, something like that. Um, but I don't know, that's because they got $4 billion sitting here waiting to be injected um, if, uh, if they will let us inject it. SBF also said he's trying to be helpful and constructive as the bankruptcy continues, but acknowledged he's lost the trust of the crypto community. 
I made a decision a while ago that, like, I was going to, you know, I was going to spend my life trying to do what I could for the world. And, um, uh, and like, obviously, this hasn't turned out how I had hoped. And, um, and it's obviously true in terms of, of my life, but more importantly, like, it's just like, I don't know, true in terms of what my actual goals were. And like, I feel really, really bad for like the people who trusted me and believed in me. And then, you know, we're trying to do great things for the world and tied it to me in some way. And then that got, you know, undermined because I fucked up. And like, that's like, I don't know. That's, that's the shittiest part of it. If it were just myself that it hurt, like, then whatever. But, um, uh, it wasn't. That's part of the problem is right now, any apology from me would ring hollow. This isn't the only time we're going to hear from Sam Bankman-Fried this week. He's also going to be appearing at the New York Times Deal Book Summit later today and could face some tough questions from journalists about what went down at FTX. There's a real danger everything he says could end up being used against him as criminal investigations begin. Meanwhile, it's emerged that BlockFi has more than $1 billion tied up in FTX and Alameda research. Lawyers say Alameda defaulted on $671 million in outstanding loans that were owed to the bankrupt crypto lender. Crypto worth $355 million that belongs to BlockFi is also frozen on FTX. There are fears BlockFi's customers may end up being at the bottom of the list when it comes to getting compensation. One of the first to be paid could be the US Securities and Exchange Commission, which is owed $30 million from a recent settlement. BlockFi is planning to lay off about two-thirds of its remaining 292 staff. And it's filed a motion in bankruptcy court as it seeks permission to continue paying a $6 million monthly bill for wages and benefits as part of a retention plan for key employees. In other news, a Russian crypto billionaire has died in a helicopter crash. Vyacheslav Taran was the only passenger on the flight from Switzerland to Monaco. Reports suggest the helicopter crashed in good weather, and while there's no indication foul play was involved, a second passenger who was meant to be on the flight cancelled at the last minute. Taran was the founder of the Libertex Exchange, a trading platform for cryptocurrencies forex, stocks and ETFs. In a statement, the company said he will be missed more than words express and everyone will be eternally grateful for what he's accomplished. He's the third crypto executive to die in strange circumstances in the past month. Amber Group co-founder Tian Tian Cullender died unexpectedly in his sleep last week. He was 30 years old. And MakerDAO co-founder Nikolai Mushkian drowned in Puerto Rico after being dragged out to sea. 
Coinbase has announced that its wallet will no longer support four well-known cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Classic, Stellar and XRP are going to be ditched from January 2023. The delisting doesn't apply to Coinbase.com or the exchange's app. Coinbase says it's taken the decision because of low usage, and it's stressed it doesn't mean assets will be lost. Anyone who forgets to transfer assets from Coinbase Wallet before next year will be able to access their funds by using a recovery phrase. Finally today, a new survey has revealed most Americans are crypto illiterate. Just 9% were able to pass a basic quiz containing 30 questions about how digital assets work. That's despite the fact 32% of participants are currently crypto investors. Just 25% correctly answered questions on mining and only 20% knew what a Satoshi was. But after a bullish 2021, 40% were able to accurately identify what a non-fungible token was. New figures also reveal that the wealthy and well-educated are more likely to own crypto, indicating that the sector has a country club problem. That is it for today's Coin Market Recap. Please do leave us a review if you found this episode useful. There's plenty more crypto news and features on our website over at coinmarketcap.com/alexandria. I'm Connor Sefton. Thanks so much for listening. And yes, we'll be back with more news tomorrow. Bye bye for now.